So hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Lucas. And welcome to another episode of Dose of Pharma. Today we are joined by Lily Tong, who is a graduate of the Bachelor of Pharmaceutical Science and now works as a forensic toxicologist. And we'll be discussing what it's like to change career fields and, of course, forensics. So to begin, Lily, would you be able to tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. So my name is Lily. I graduated from Farmside back at Monash back in, oh, I can't remember what year, 2016, in third year. That was my third year. Uh, after third year, Laurence organized these like summer scholarships. I don't know if you guys still have them. Do you guys still have like summer internships kind of thing? Yeah, I, um, yeah. I did a summer internship after third year at Eureka Ag Research. So that was like three months. Uh, after that, I went into to do honors and uh, throughout, like during honors, I was also working at Eureka part-time. And after, after honors, I decided to go into, you know, working full-time. So I went in, I went to work at Eureka full-time. Um, I was at Eureka for uh, a little bit, and then I decided to branch off into a different field. So I went into, I'm at toxicology in uh, Victorian Institute of Forensic Medicine, and that's where I am now. Uh, I was a technical officer for two years, and now I am a scientist for nearly a year. So what drew you towards forensics? Oh, to be honest, like, I, I didn't know I ended up in forensics. I always enjoyed, you know, watching NCIS and Law and Order and that kind of thing. Um, wasn't expecting forensics to be what it was. Um, I just saw it because I went into it because I, it was an analytical job and I really liked, like, analytical science, uh, liquid chromatography, all that kind of thing. Yeah, I went into the field and, like, I didn't want a boring like any other analytical job because it's just routine over and over again. So it gets kind of repetitive and boring. But with forensics, it's like each case is different and, you know, it's always interesting trying to solve the case, um, being a small part of a death investigation. So that's always interesting. Yeah. Uh, how did you incorporate the FAMSI knowledge into your job? Was it like, apart from like the laboratory skills, were there anything that was really important that were able to transfer into your new role? I think there's a lot of things that transfers into the new role, like teamwork, communication, in the, all the group, group kind of um, projects that you guys do. Um, things like multitasking and organization skills. That's kind of like things you, personal skills you already have, um, but you develop that more. Uh, in terms of like analytical side, the unit like HPLC, that's helped me a lot, like knowing the background knowledge of what or um, all the analytical techniques that we do. Um, even things like, I remember you, I don't know if you guys heard it, but like there was that uh, toxicology unit, like in second year or something, that was kind of helpful. Like I still remember things from that unit. So that was a small part of toxicology and things like even pharmacology, just knowing the background and how drug interactions work, things like that, volume of distribution, you know, all that kind of things that I've taken all that into what I do now pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a third year elective now you can choose to do toxicology. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's good that like so much of the stuff you've learned in the course is really yeah, like to what you're doing. Like it's background stuff that you like know that you don't even know that you know, it's like, it's just there kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
like you just take it with you like whatever you learned during uni like you might not remember everything but you can always freshen up those skills and whatnot yeah it's definitely a lot easier to relearn it if you've already like learned it once rather than yeah, it from yeah. Scratch. like yeah during uni just like understand the main concepts and you'll carry with you like you'll pick it up again and it's like oh yeah I remember that kind of thing and like yeah you mentioned earlier that like you were really into like NCIS and those kind of shows is yeah. your job like how the movies portrays that or is it very <laughs> different and I get everything wrong <laughs> uh, I get asked that I'm like someone asked me oh where do you work and I'm like forensics and they're like oh is it like NCIS I always get asked that question <laughs> so there's aspects of it I guess you can say is real there's you know a crime there's a death, there's an investigation, uh, tests get done, um, you go to court, things like that. Like all the those main concepts, it's like, yeah, that's true. But like in reality, um, like with testing, like in the NCIS, how Abby, she's like the one person that does all the tests. That's one part that's not real. Like there's um, everyone as a forensic scientist, there's like different fields you can do. Um, like I'm in toxicology, there's like, DNA, there's fingerprinting, ballistics, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's not one person that does everything pretty much. Like, no, yeah. With the testing, like, on the show, it's like, oh, run this test and here's the result, yeah. It's like within a few hours or whatnot. That's not true. Like, there's policies and procedures in place. So you got to, like, when you get a result, you got to write up a report, get the report sent to, um, like, a different person. And, like, it's a whole stream that goes down. So it's not like a case isn't solved within like a day or two kind of thing yeah yeah so it's a lot more involved than yeah. a show but there's only so much yeah, you can sure. fit into like a short tv yeah episode. like a 40 minute episode yeah that's like maybe even a year's case in a 40 minute episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what does it look like on your like a day-to-day basis on your role in your role it really depends right because i'm still learning like a lot of new essays um like techniques analytical techniques and stuff so right now i pretty much know the bare minimum um my usual day is coming if i'm extracting that day so i have samples i extract the samples uh, by the end of the day i put it on the instrument um and then the next day i'll just go through the data pretty much and just yeah that's my usual day and then in between there's all like if you can write reports there's report writing and there's just other tasks around the labs to do too yeah what kind of methods do you use do you use like hplc or like what kind yeah, of analysis use, do you do so in the lab we have liquid chromatography we have um gas chromatography that's the main one and we have immune assays too so that's just the screening before we uh, put it onto the uh, quantitation yeah so that's but right now i only know um yeah, I know liquid chromatography and a bit of gas chromatography, yeah. So when you're analysing a sample, do you just, like, run it through there? Then do you have, like, standard you compare it to? Like, how do you go about, like, analysing a sample and making a conclusion? Yeah, so usually, um, so we have assays. So that's, like, uh, we test, like, one assay is testing, you know, uh, drugs of abuse in urine. Another one would be uh, drugs of abuse in blood, um, just um we have drugs and poisons we have a lot of different assays so um for one assay you'll have um you have a set of standards you'll have your quality controls in between like a few cases so um you can see how your runs going through so the sample is we analyze the sample 
it's not just one sample at a time. It's a whole batch of it. We have like a required minimum of how many samples we run per assay kind of thing. Yeah. So do you have the most interesting case that you've worked on? Oh, there's always interesting cases, but I can't share a kind of detail. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's all confidential. And all yeah, that no worries. Any cases. Yeah. No, I definitely understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, actually, I want to ask, like, what kind of cases do you usually encounter? Is it like usual small cases like car accidents or is it like very, you know, those murder cases? Yeah. <laughs> um, so at VIFM in the toxicology department, we, um, we do coronal investigations. So um, all the, pretty much all the cases that are reported to coroner where like doctors don't want to write eight, like they're not they don't want to sign off on a death certificate things like that and they want a further investigation to find the cause of death uh, we also do cases for victoria police too so like you know the um the oral fluid taken on the roadsides and things like that too so that's our two main like main stakeholders where we work for so um to answer your question like most of the time it's like a natural death well i mentioned before they don't want to sign off on it that's most of the time but we get all kinds of uh, cases like car vehicle, like motor vehicle accidents, it, um, suicides, homicides, we get a whole range of cases. Yeah. Why is it like usually you have to do it? Is it like an autopsy for like the natural deaths or? Um, it real that depends too. Um, I'm not too sure about the whole process, but we have what's an overnight tox. So sometimes, um, the body of the deceased comes in and we, we get a blood sample and we run to see if it needs further to uh, testing and whether or not it needs further testing uh, or like if the toxicology results are conclusive, um, they don't need to take the like to autopsy. But in other cases, I think it's like when um, the family don't like, don't want an autopsy to happen, but they want to like try to still figure out the cause of death. We can do toxicology in that too, to try and figure out if um, any, drugs were the cause of death for that too. Sounds like a very unique field. Were you worried about changing from like the agricultural industry into forensics? That seems like a big jump. Yeah, I was, but like with toxicology, I was like, maybe I can like bring something, like some knowledge from my farm side, like <laughs> something from farm side that I would understand like things better. Um, but with like the job, you like, I guess with any job too, you learn on the job too. So it's not like, you have some sort of background knowledge, but um, most of the time you learn on the job too. So it's not too, not too stressful in that aspect. Yeah. Have you ever gotten like squeamish on the job or is it like just mostly in the lab and you just work with the samples? Sometimes you get pretty gross samples. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you like, you get maggots and things like that. So you get oh, a bit wow. squeamish about that and yeah, but. You get, you get used to it. I think it's like, it comes with the job. Yeah. The more you see exposed to something, you're like, okay, I can handle this. <laughs> yeah. I think when I first started, like one of the, what we get usually is like stomach contents. Cause that's where we can find like in cases where like drug overdoses and like things like that. Um, when I first like saw stomach contents, I'm like, Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> oh, like, Oh yuck. Yeah. But now it's like, like you just get used to it kind of thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. another day at work. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just casually analyzing some stomach contents. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is like not a place you thought you'd end up when you were like doing your internships and like the agricultural yeah, for sure. industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know like this place existed kind of thing. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who are considering changing fields? Um, just go for it. Like, don't be scared. If you're not like 100% like committed in one like field or you're like a bit iffy, you want to explore, like just go for it. Don't, don't hesitate. Yeah, if anything happens, you can always find a similar job to your old one. You can't go back to your old one, obviously, but um, yeah, just go for it. And if you don't like that job, go for another job. Like, yeah, I think when I was back in uni, it's kind of like, oh, I need to be stuck in that one job forever kind of thing. I need to find the job I like and be stuck in that because I was like, shouldn't be jumping around industries and things like that. But I think you need to jump around if to find the one that you love and you enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause like, you don't know what you don't know unless you try Yeah, it. exactly. You got to try it out. You can always go to another job. Yeah. So yeah. do you see yourself continuing this career pathway in the forensic science industry or are you like on the lookout for like something more like different, interesting? So like I've only been a scientist for like a year now at VFM, so it's pretty new. Yeah. I still have like heaps to learn. Um, I still have like, yeah, so I'm like pretty set right now, like where I am in my career. Like I'm pretty happy with the job that I have. Do you think you'll move to like higher roles within that job or like just keep working yeah. as a scientist? Yeah, definitely. Like the higher roles are like science, like higher up is scientists, but you look at other, like more, you do more testing and you have more responsibilities kind of thing. And when you move up again, it's like you're a senior scientist, toxicologist, pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of room for career. Yeah, progression, pretty, which is pretty yeah. promising. Yeah, that's why it's kind of like I'm kind of happy where I am. There's room for progression, and and it's pretty secure too because it's a government job. So I'm happy with that too. Are there like other departments apart from like toxicology? Yeah, there's there's a uh, so at. The Victorian Institute of Forensic Medicine, there's, um, we have for the field of like forensic sciences, we have us toxicology, we have histology and we have molecular biology, but like as VFM as a whole, there's, um, the mortuary staff, uh, technicians, there's pathologists, we have, um, clinical forensic medicine. There's a whole, yeah, there's a lot of other departments within VFM. It's quite a large team. <laughs> yeah. But most of the forensics actually happens at um, Victoria Police. At, that's at the McLeod Victoria Police Services. So that's like where all the DNA, um, ballistics, all that kind of stuff happens there. So do you have to work between the teams a lot of the time? Like, is there a lot of communication between the different like forensic teams? Um, is that within VFM or are you talking about? Yeah, like, like within VFM and probably externally as well. Yeah, because um, with all the cases that we do, there's like, each case it's like you get all the other forensic services they get they put up results for whatever they, they do too we don't like necessarily know what they do um but we don't have too much involvement with them yeah so it's more like in like in your own team that kind of like team yeah yeah like you do communicate with the pathologist usually it goes through like we get results we send it off to pathologists they probably get results and send it off to pathologists too and they yeah, that's more of the communication in between. 
that we do. Yeah, it's pretty different than a lot of like industries I've heard that like pharmaceutical science working in. A lot of the industries I've heard they have to communicate between departments a lot and they have to spend days in meetings. Yeah. <laughs> that must be appealing for some people to not have to do yeah. that as much. Yeah, so I don't do too many meetings and things like that, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it's nice to have a hands-on role and like yeah. work at your own pace. Can you tell us a little bit about like what in excites you the most about your role? I don't know. Everything about the job, I think the main thing is that it's rewarding. Like what you do is like helping someone out there. Like for every every case, you're doing some toxicology reports, um, toxicology testing, sorry. You, um, you're helping with a death investigation and that's also helping the community and it's also helping the family members try to grief and everything. Um, and with the Victoria police work, we, um, take drive, well, we take drivers, um, who are under the influence, under influence off the road. Um, so that's really rewarding. Like if you think of it like that, we like the work matters and that's something that I find like really rewarding about the job. And with the job too, there's also, we also like, it's not just, we do routine testing all the time, but there's also like a research aspect too. So like, as you know, science is always growing. It's getting like, it's evolving all the time. So there's also, we're also doing a lot of research, you know, um, drug, drug intel projects where we're helping, you know, the government try to see what other drugs of abuse, if they should incorporate into the legislation, things like that. Well, that's fascinating. I had no idea that there was like a research component to jobs like that. Yeah, like we have a main, like a main research guy and we we also have like, um, I think it's the forensic medicine, like the actual Monash, the Monash, it's actually at VIFM, the forensic okay. course. Yeah, it's actually at VIFM too. So there's like PhD students that come up for, to do method development in the lab and there's honest students. So yeah. There's a wow. research, a whole research aspect to it too. So there's always like personal development going on. There's always like um, lunchtime lectures where we go down and different PhD students from different um, departments and things like that. They present like what they're learning, they're finding. So it's always interesting. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. It's great that you're able to like learn and gain more knowledge while you're on the job as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think most roles out there, it's like, you're doing the same testing like all the time, the routine testing, and there's nothing else to it. That's why, like when I first graduated uni, I was like, oh, I don't really want to go into like quality control analytical because it sounds kind of boring. You're doing the same stuff every day. I want to go into formulation science or like something like as a formulator. But yeah, when I, I yeah. found like an in-between now, so like I'm really happy with where I am. Yeah, it sounds like a great balance of like knowing what to expect to an extent that you're not like yeah. completely thrown off, but also having it change up enough that it's interesting still. Yeah, like you don't get, you won't get bored. If you get bored, you like <laughs> do some research or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice blend of like research and industry. Unlike like yeah. other industries we've came across, they're very like fast paced and work driven. Yeah, I've heard that. It's always like, pushing out output it's all about you know the money it's that most of the field is like that so it's yeah. good working somewhere where it's like the work matters yeah. you mentioned that like there's like phd students at monash who like come into like where you were would that be an option for people who graduate from bachelors of pharmaceutical science to go into a ph like one of those phd programs 
yeah, it's always um, it's always an option. I guess you just have to get in touch with the right people. I think that's always an option. Yeah, I think you just got to get in contact with Monash, um, forensic science, I guess. Um, not forensic, forensic medicine. Sorry, it's that course, and I'm sure you'll be able to find more sources and things like that. A lot of people from my work have actually graduated from pharmaceutical science at RMIT. Like most of them, oh, wow. they do the the placement unit at um, RMIT is at VIFEM. Like we take one student a year doing, yeah, the whole year's worth of honours projects. Yeah, so it's definitely like a very viable career pathway for people in like the pharmaceutical science course. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I wouldn't say no. It's always worth a try to yeah. try and get in touch with the right people. You you won't know you won't know until you try, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's been a great message. Like you've been giving out throughout this whole thing. It's like you just gotta yeah. go for it and try. Just go and for it. Yeah. Life. Life's too short, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We've got COVID going on. We don't know what's gonna happen next, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine. Just to um sum it up, Lily. What kind of advice would you give to pharmaceutical science students or like people who are very interested in forensic science? Like what should they do to prepare for the job or like who should they get in contact with to like step their first foot in? Yeah, um, I think with these jobs, because they're government based, they're always like, you just got to check the Victoria um, Vickery's website like it always, there's always jobs that's advertised like but you just gotta like check vigorously like all the time if you want to get into the field or know someone that like when a job's advertising that department they'll tell you about it like personally for me I I started when I when I applied for this job there was two roles available so it was technical officer and scientist um I started from like the bottom like just like the tech I took the tech role because I was like I might not get the scientist role because I don't know too much. So I just started there and just worked my way up. Um, that's always more of a guarantee than going straight into scientists and getting rejected for the job kind of thing. Yeah. So you just got to keep a lookout for the job and just go for the job, I guess. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that answered the question. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the importance of getting your foot in your door, in the door and yeah. getting experience. Yeah, exactly. Just getting a foot in the door and I guess experience any experience. If you're in like whatever field, just get some experience. So then you have some like lab experience. Cause I know a lot of jobs out there you need, it's always like you need a minimum of five years experience when you just graduate from uni and you're like, oh, does three years of a course count? Yeah. So, and sometimes with like, I think jobs out there where it's like five years minimum, you just got to like, just go for it too. You might, you never know if you might get it. Yeah, so thank you for answering all our questions. It was definitely very intriguing. <laughs> yeah. And we'll keep yeah. that in mind when we're watching the NCIS next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not all real, you know, some of it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you probably yeah, already know you. that. <laughs> yeah. To conclude the episode, we wish to acknowledge the people of the Kulon nations on whose land we are gathered today. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. For those listening who may be based elsewhere, we pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land from wherever you may be listening from. We especially welcome any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people listening in today. Mm -hmm.